Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode here on the Aloha Android Podcast. A little bit of things have changed up and so I'm going to go ahead and explain that right now before we get into today's topics, which, you know, um, is about mobile tech. So, uh, first of all, as you guys can see, if you're watching this on YouTube or on the Facebook fan page, I've actually opened it up to actually record it, a video version that will go up on the YouTube page and on the Facebook fan page. So if you're subscribed to me there, you guys will actually get to tune in on the podcast. But also, if you guys listen to your audio podcast, say like you're driving to work or you're driving somewhere and you want to hear this episode, you can also find it basically on your podcast sources, such as Google Podcasts or even Stitcher, um, Apple Podcasts, whichever one you guys use, even Spotify. Um, Episodes go there every Friday, every Friday, and I'm a little bit late to the game because it's already late night. Um, Very busy week. So I'm officially 37 years old, and um, I still feel the same. So there's not really a major uh, difference other than another birthday passed. So for everyone who did leave me birthday wishes, I really, really want to take the time to thank you guys. You made an old man, you know, feel special on his day of birth, or date of birth, actually, not day of. I wasn't born on the 18th this year, but anyhow, um, yeah, so again... Uh, we got some stuff to talk about, basically, and some changes that's actually happening. And I think that's one of the things that kind of relates to this topic. So um, just kind of go right in. If you guys did not know, Google officially named the next version of Android. And that next version of Android is Android 10. That's it. There is no dessert code name. And some people really don't know how to feel about this, considering the fact that you know, when, when Cupcake was unveiled, okay, because let's kind of go back. Let's take a moment to go back and look at the history of Android. So we had Alpha and Beta, which didn't really have a dessert code name. So technically, Android didn't start out with dessert names. Um, it wasn't until Cupcake that um, these code names were introduced, which is like a sweet flavor. So we had Cupcake. After Cupcake followed was Donut. From donut was eclair, then froyo, gingerbread, honeycomb, ice cream sandwich, jelly bean, Kit Kat, um, was it lollipop and uh, marshmallow, nougat, Oreo, and pie. So we've had our fair share of dessert flavor options. Now comes the rumors. Rumors are f- circulating and floating around there, and they're basically saying that. They couldn't come up with an enticing dessert name with the letter Q, so they just decided to scrap it. Now, I did talk about this on YouTube in in a more quick little video rant, um, and I did challenge people to leave a comment to uh, list dessert names that begin with the letter Q, just so we can see exactly how hard would it have been to actually name Android 10.0 with a dessert code name. Now, other people said that they pretty much did this in fear of Harmony OS. I really can't connect the two and say why Harmony would be such a threat to Android that they decided not to give it a dessert code name. Again, I'm a firm, I'm a firm believer that um, Harmony OS will not kill Android at all. Okay, It can contend with Android. It can contend with um, iOS, but I don't think it's going to kill Android. Um, we'll get into that a little bit later in the episode, but... Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not entirely sure what Google was thinking about doing this. Now, 
realistically, if we sat here and thought realistically with our brains, it doesn't really kill anything that has to do with Android. It does not change whatever optimizations they may have done to Android, any changes they have done to the UI, anything like that. It has not changed it. So should we really be afraid? Should we really panic about it not, not being, you know, this, this code name that, you know, we have gotten used to? Um, no, we shouldn't. But does it kill a tradition? Something that, you know, a lot of Android enthusiasts really look forward to. And the answer to that question is yes. You know, year after year, we've always wondered. That was like one of the biggest things. Around this time of the year, we would always get that. What is going to be the, the name of the next Android? What statue are they going to build that reflects the flavor of Android, right? Because that's the other thing that ties into the dessert name is that we got a new statue with Andy, the Android bug guy, and whatever he was doing, holding a lollipop, standing on a stack of nougats, you know, kind of like midsection transformed into an Oreo cookie, um, whatever the case may be, hugging a marshmallow, or even when they actually transformed the entire body like honeycomb or like jelly bean where they made them like a jar that holds jelly beans. Um, those were some of the things that we looked forward to. As a matter of fact, we looked forward to those events because even at those events, like I don't know if you guys remember when, um, when they, I think it was they unveiled, uh, I want to say it's KitKat or Lolly, KitKat or, or Jelly Bean, one of the two. But when they unveiled it, there were Google employees sitting out there waiting for the unveiling of the new statue. And when it was unveiled, we caught somebody with the Nexus 5 in that crowd taking pictures. And this was before the Nexus 5 was released. That, that was an actual leak. So people kind of looked forward to those things. And now we're not really looking forward to it anymore. I mean, they could still build a statue, but it would be like the Andy, the bug, the bug droid guy next to the number 10. Um, yeah, it's just, mm, I don't know. It just doesn't seem very appetizing. So Android 10, that it's, that's the name. Once we're out of the beta, the beta testing, Android 10 is what it's going to be called. There's no dessert flavor to it. And it's sad. I think really more, mostly for me, it's just sad in the fact that it kills a tradition. I mean, you know, when it comes to mobile technology, I, you know, I have traditions. It may sound as crazy, I, I, you know, it just sounds crazy that, you know, I'm saying that, but I do. You know, like I look forward to the next version of Android and what statue it's going to be. I look forward to looking into the crowd to see if someone has a device that they're working on that is top secret, but leaked. You know, I look forward um, to Christmas using um, Santa Tracker and, you know, from the Play Store. I like using that. That's like a, a tradition that I've done ever since that app went live. It's just what I've been using. Me and my kids would sit around. We would watch the entire day. The entire day of December 24th, we would watch Santa travel the world and deliver gifts. And my kids would be um, astonished because, you know, how Santa would take selfies in different cities and stuff. Like, they, they fed real news feeds as Santa was flying around the world delivering gifts. So, I mean, now it's become a tradition for my family to, you know, sit around and um, just have, like, you know, a very festive day and keep keep eyes on, you know, the um, Santa tracker on the smart TV and just watch it and you know, have family come over and talk. I mean, traditions, when they're broken, it kind of takes a part, a part of somebody away. Whereas in this case, I mean, it's a tradition that we get this from Android, but I really wouldn't get super heavy on it and like, you know, get angry and try to boycott Android. So 
Besides the fact that it's named Android 10, we're also getting a redesign of the Android logo. And it's not even a major redesign. Um, basically, it's just the word Android, the way the, the, the letter styling that it's been, the font that they've been using. It's still that. But now they've pretty much decapitated Andy and put his head on top of it. <laughs> but it sounds very morbid to say it that way. But that's initially what they did. They cut his head off and put it on top of the Android word. And um, so that's going to be the new Android logo going forward. And they chose a different color palette. So they really kind of went in on the design of the Android logo to give it something new. But I don't think this is really going to play with a lot of um, consumers and tech enthusiasts and geeks like me. Um, just because it's it's not it doesn't really do anything for Android. It doesn't make it run faster. It doesn't you know uh, provide new features and abilities for your smartphone. It's just a new logo. Um, granted, they wanted to give it a facelift, and I guess it kind of plays into that whole thing. I don't know if you guys know what feng shui is, but like if you move certain things around, it could be the same thing. Like you move your bedroom around, right? Put your bed to this side of the wall. Put your shelf to that side of the wall. Align it a certain way. And it brings this energy and vibe into your room and it relaxes you. I guess you could use that concept of why they redesigned the logo for Android. But um, it's not really a major thing, although it is getting attention like a major thing. And if you're wondering what the new color palette is, basically, that they kind of played around with, they just pretty much turned him from a neon green to a pastel green is what it looks like. Nothing drastic. They didn't change him from green to blue or purple or whatever your favorite color might be. They didn't change it to that. And so, um, yeah, just a pastel green, nothing major. Um, but yeah, so we, we got that. We got the new, um, the new Android logo. Uh, all right, so let's kind of move it on a little bit over here. We're going to talk a little bit about Android uh, Project Fuchsia and uh, Harmony OS. As this one tends to be in, in, in circulation, it's not as, you know, point like, like, popular and on point that, you know, say like the Galaxy Note 10 is right now, but people are still talking about Harmony OS, the new player in the game from Huawei, the new operating system where Huawei says is like 10 times faster than Android is. And, you know, I want to clarify something, Vito, and yes, you can call me an Android fanboy and that's totally fine. I'm okay with that. Um, But, you know, for someone to sit there for argument's sake and say that Harmony OS it's 10 times faster than Android, so it's going to kill Android. It's not going to kill Android. Android is a household name that has been around for quite some time and has been the main rival to iOS. You know, I, I mean, Apple and iOS and things going on with Apple, things is tanking. And yes, it's not looking good for Apple, right? But it doesn't mean that you got to count Apple out and completely say that you know, iPad OS and iOS is just going to completely disappear. It's not happening. Um, it's going to remain. There are still people who are loyal to it. And there are still people who will buy Android because of Android. Like the name is pretty much a household name. It's like Nike. People will spend 150 to $160 on a pair of Nike shoes than, you know, a non, you know, recognized brand and name of shoe that's built with the same material. You know, you can you can grab like you can grab a pair of Jordans, you can grab a generic version of it, put it in front of somebody, and a person is willing to spend two hundred dollars on those pair of Jordans, then twenty bucks on the exact same shoe with the exact same material, minus the Jordan logos. 
I'm just saying, it's all about brand recognition. And Android has established itself as a major brand in the mobile tech community, and it's not going anywhere. But for people to stand there with this whole notion of saying, like, okay, Harmony OS is going to kill it because it's 10 times faster. But what would you expect? If you're, if you're anyone who's, like, heavy into, you know, software engineering, programming, and things like that, then you pretty much know the schematics of Android and what type of kernel it uses and what it's built upon. And it's built upon Linux, which is, sorry to say it, it's still capable, but it's a very outdated, it's a very outdated thing. Linux is, is pretty outdated. So, of course, Harmony OS is going to, to run faster with um, the way that its architecture set up, okay? Um, now, Project Fuchsia and how that plays. And I'm getting notifications. I'm so sorry for that. Um, but anyhow, so basically Fuchsia is not built upon Linux at all whatsoever. It's not. Um, so can we expect Fuchsia to be about as fast or if not faster than Harmony OS? It's a great possibility, a very great possibility that it could, um, and what could they do with Fuchsia? Well, I mean, it's still in project form, and we know how Google is with their projects. Sometimes we can say that it will never see daylight because, I mean, look at Project Aura. When Project Aura was like the thing because, you know, OEMs were trying to take phones into a modular state, Project Aura was Google's answer to that. A completely, fully dedicated modular phone where you could swap out processors, you can swap out RAM, you can swap out camera sensors. It was a plug and play thing. You got a slab that had a display and you could even, I believe, switch out the display for a higher res display. So really you just had like this, this basic form, thin piece of just phone with, you know, essentials on it. And you would slap on a display, you would slap on a camera sensor, you would put RAM, you'd put the processing chip, put the battery, um, and yeah, it, it, it really looked like, you know, like a, a little thing of Legos. But I mean, that never saw day. We never saw Project Aura make it. The most that we ever got to Project Aura was when they came and they demoed that the phone could take a picture of the crowd. So they brought the phone on stage at Google I.O. I believe, yeah, it was Google I.O. They held the phone up, they snapped a photo, and then they showed everybody. It took a photo of everybody who was at the event. And that was it. Not a lot of innovation there, really. I mean, well, not innovation. Not a lot of development there because still we didn't get to see it run Android and how well it could run Android and how interchangeable the parts were. So, yeah, Project Aura died. So when it comes to Google and their projects, we tend not to really gravitate towards them because they have a nasty habit of killing things off. So a lot of people would say that Project Fuchsia may never see day. Some people are firm believers in Project Fuchsia that they think it will see the light of day. I got to make sure because I was talking about so much projects. I've probably said Project Aura again when I'm referring to Project Fuchsia. If I did, my bad. Um, but yeah, you know, right now, if you have like a Chromebook you might be able to load like a very pre-alpha version of Project Fuchsia and see how it runs. 
uh, technically Project Fuchsia is supposed to be able to run on multiple things. It's supposed to be, it's not dedicated to just a smartphone software type thing or a tablet software type thing. It's dedicated to TV. It's dedicated to refrigerators, dedicated to washing machines. It's dedicated to home automated systems. It's dedicated to, to car audio. It is supposed to be the operating system that could run on IOTs, wide, wide range of IOTs. If you don't know what IOTs is, it's Internet of Things. Um, so it's supposed to be able to run on those things seamlessly and not really have to be um, like modified to run on those things. So that's Project Fuchsia. Now, if they actually do take the development steps to bring Fuchsia to light, I honestly feel like that they're just going to call it Android. So like if they have this thing fully baked and, and ready to be operational on a lot of things and say it takes another you know, two or three years, then this wouldn't be Fuchsia when it's released. It would be Android 13 or whatever. If they go back to bringing dessert code names, whatever that's going to be. But yeah, that's what we can expect to see um, with Fuchsia. I really doubt that Google is, wanna, is going to want to put this software out and call it Fuchsia and um, have it not only compete with iOS and with Harmony OS and whatever OS is out there, like Tizen from Samsung or whatever, um, but I'm sure they're not really going to want it to compete against Android because then that's really going to kill it. There would be some people like myself, heavy nerds in this, in this whole thing, that's going to be willing to give it a shot and try it out, but then there's going to be diehard Android fans who's going to look at Fuchsia as an abomination, especially if it's ran separately from Android as a contender to Android, they ain't going to buy it. They ain't going to buy it until they're forced to do it, like um, BlackBerry OS, right? A lot of people were hell-bent stuck on Blackberries until um, they had no choice but to use the Android operating system with their hardware. And then that's when Blackberry users finally got a glimpse of what Android was all about. Okay, um, so yeah, moving along from that, Visible Mobile gets, uh, their Android side is starting to peak a little bit. Nothing drastically different. Nothing has extremely changed with them, uh, with their list of available Android devices. So if you know right now, if you sign up with Visible Mobile, you can get just about, well, actually no, they took off the 6S and the, and the iPhone 6. So now they only support iPhone 7 all the way up that you can buy from Visible. I mean, you could use an iPhone 6S if you have one unlocked and you can put it on, on Visible Mobile. But if you're going to buy a device from them, it's iPhone 7 and up. Now, on the Android side of things, it was just uh, the Pixel 3, 3XL, and um, the Visible R2 by ZTE. Um, now, the Visible R2, you can get that with a swap, by the way. So if you have like an old device you don't use, you plug your IMEI in when you're ordering the R2. And if it's uh, acceptable to as a trade-in, basically you would get your, your device from Visible with a return label and you would send that phone that you wanted to trade in and that would knock off $99 off the R2, making it free. Um, weird concept for like, this is a trade-in, basically. Not really a weird concept. Let me take that statement back. It's just kind of quirky how it's handled, but then again, visible is quirky. It's all by itself. Um, but then, the, you know, the Pixel 3a, 3a XL was added onto that list you can buy from them, or you could bring your unlocked version to them. And um, they brought in the Moto G7 Power, which is a very, very solid device. So if you're looking for something on visible mobile and you don't have a lot of money to spend, I would definitely say opt in for the Moto G, G7 Power. 
uh, for great battery life too. Uh, but I recently saw that they added, I believe it was the Moto Z4. The Moto Z4 is now a, a device you can purchase from Visible. So I wanted to kind of get that out there for everybody so that we know that if you were kind of holding back because there wasn't a lot of selection for Android side, there currently is. I'm just waiting for the day where Visible opens up that, that, that gate and lets just about any unlocked Android onto their, their services as long as it can connect with Verizon's bands for LTE then um, that would be that would be great, you know, because I have other devices here that I would love to use on Visible, especially like say something happened to my Pixel 3a, I have my Moto G7, which is what I'm recording with. I would like to be able to use that instead of having to shell out hundreds of bucks for another phone, and it would just be great. So I'm praying for the day when Visible opens that up. But um, yeah, uh, in the meantime, Visible still holding strong with uh, with their commitment to, you know, customer satisfaction. Yes, one of the biggest problems with Visible is their customer service. Um, it's nearly non-existent still. It's really hard to get a hold of somebody, especially through the chat option and the application. And like I've been telling everyone who's asked me about it, it's like the best, your best bet of getting in touch with someone from Visible if you have an issue with your service or your account is to do it through Twitter and um, DM them at a Visible Care. So at Visible Care and someone will get back to you. Um, try and do it through the chat and you can wait hours for someone to reply and maybe when their chat line goes down, then, um, yeah, you wouldn't be able to chat. As far as for like phone calls, they don't have a direct number to call. So that's probably something I think Visible needs to turn around if they're really wanting to um, elevate in this game of the mobile tech industry. Just because of the fact that, you know, they have a really solid plan and, um, you know, they're, they're, they, they started off on, on, on the right foot. They have not recapped their data since they uncapped it back in June. So it's still basically unthrottled LTE speeds. And um, if you bring your own device, you can tether that data to multiple devices. Now, if you get one of the devices through them, then it's only limited to one device connected for mobile hotspot. Um, but yeah, that's a quick update about Visible. Um, so let's kind of roll with the Pixel 4 as we are on the dawn of the Pixel 4 coming out. And there's still more information being leaked. There's still people who are questioning certain things like, you know, how is the, the aerial gestures going to work? Um, my apologies, my dogs are barking. But yeah, people want to know how the aerial gestures are going to work. People want to know, um, is the Pixel 4 going to flop? I mean, this is, this is really extreme for the Pixel 4 because we're at a point right now where it's like the Pixel 1, people complained about the flare from the camera in the back because of the glass sheeting over the camera. Uh, the Pixel 2 had screen issues, um, pigmentation problems with color you know, reproduction on the display and screen burn-in. Uh, the Pixel 3 had issues with the microphone and um, currently still getting some issues right now like along with um, you know, people um, having issues with the, what was it, I think this is uh, the... I don't want to see, not the battery optimization, uh, adaptive battery, I believe it's called. Um, so people are like thinking like, okay, you know what? Google is going to fail on this one with the Pixel 4. And it would really suck if they didn't deliver because we finally have a chance to have a Pixel phone get released that pretty much brings us all the bells and whistles and everything we could expect out of it without any issue. I mean... You know, it's changed its format. It's done different things. Other publications talk about that Google was wrong about a single camera. Those publications should just shut up and go to the dark. Okay, Google...
you know, it just proves that they didn't need more than one lens. But they're opting to go with what people want. And people have been conditioned to believe that more than one lens is the best way to get the best photos and the best videos. And so they're going to cater because that was the whole point of the Pixel 3a was to get enough pixels in people's hands so they can see just how good the Pixel phone is. And the crazy thing about that is, is that the Pixel 3a did not even have the Snapdragon 845. It had a Snapdragon 670, I believe. Yeah, I think it was a 670. And the 670 is pretty similar to the Snapdragon 845, but it is not the 845. Yet the Pixel 3a runs as smooth as the Pixel 3. And I know because I own both phones. I've used the Pixel 3. I've used the 3a. I use them side by side and there's not a difference. You'll only find differences with minor things that I'm not going to regurgitate again in, in this podcast, but that's it. Very, very, very minor things, nothing major. So with the Pixel 4, I'm absolutely hoping that Google does not fail on this one. The error gestures and what they're using, because again, they're not using the same the same technology as LG did with their air gestures. They're not doing the same thing with the Galaxy Note and it's, you know, the S Pen and its air gestures. They're doing something completely different. That's why they have that chip up in the front, as well as them bringing in their own version of 3D facial recognition for, you know, biometric security. Those things are present in the Pixel 4. Um, now, I did hear rumors that there would be an in-display fingerprint sensor and you know if they do that they good on them because that's a step above what apple did with the iphone 10 when they completely got rid of touch id in favor of face id and they never left an option for anyone else to to choose one or the other they just completely pushed everyone to face id and so google's mistake would be to do the same thing so hopefully google is smart and with the pixel 4 it has an in-display biometric reader for fingerprint and then their 3D facial recognition unlock. And like I told people on previous videos, one of the coolest things that would totally kill what Apple has done with Face ID is that if the camera systems on the Pixel 4 is set up to be able to unlock by recognizing your face and the adaptability of night sight to get your face shot, even with low lighting. If the phone can do that, that would be superly awesome. That would just, yeah. Face ID? <laughs> Who heard of that? <laughs> so, anyways, guys, um, that is pretty much it. Cutting close to half an hour. Uh, again, for those people who listen from beginning to end, thank you so much. Um, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, hashtag muskrat uh, in the comment section to let me know that you listened all the way to the end. Um, I should have put like three tags in the middle of this. So then that way you guys can tell me that you guys really listened from the beginning to the end. I mean, yeah, you guys got more important things to do with your lives. But I really do, really, really do appreciate those people who come by and actually watch or listen to the podcast. I'm really trying to get this podcast launched. So um, the more uh, plays that I see that I'm getting, maybe I'll up, you know, to two podcasts a week. Right now it's just one every Friday. And um, yeah, that's it for today's episode. So again, thank you so much for checking it out. My name is Tito. This is Aloha Android. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. You guys know where you guys can find it. You guys can find it on your favorite podcast sources such as Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and even Google Podcasts. And if you're watching this on the Facebook fan page, thanks so much. Drop a like. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you so much for swinging by. And maybe the next time I might actually do this live 
for YouTube. And if I do that, then I really won't have it for Facebook either. So that's why I'm recording it and not live streaming. But all right, I've rambled long enough. Let me know what you guys think of each of the subjects. You guys know where to do that on YouTube? Comment section below. Would really appreciate that. And as always, everyone, thanks for listening. I'm rambling on. Time to end it now. Good night. Aloha.